Welcome to the Daughters of the Road podcast. In this space, we envision cultivating a community that inspires, empowers, and supports women in the motorsports culture and cultivates seeking adventure, creating perpetual bonds between sisters, and honing in the skills necessary for navigation throughout life. I'm Kristen. And I'm Brandy. And we are Daughters, Daughters of, of the Road. Road. Today, we have a very special guest on. We got Margot Alvarez. She's a Las Vegas local that is dominating globally in many different facets of life. Margot completed in the CrossFit Games while simultaneously growing her winemaking business called The Goat Wine, um, in addition to her own personal fitness app, Celeste, by M.A., Margot Alvarez. <laughs> in 2015, she was dubbed the ninth in the fittest women in the world list, and she's competed in the Titan Games on NBC, American Ninja Warrior, and many other elite programs. In 2021, she decided to go after her motorcycle endorsement, competing, completing her riding academy class at Red Rock Harley-Davidson. After that class, she's joined in on many rides with the Sin City Moto Girls. Brandy can attest to that. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> including hopping on highways, riding 500 miles back and forth to California, um, lane splitting <laughs> that was an California. <laughs> yeah. She rode a dirt bike for her first time with us. Yeah. Uh, with a hiking backpack on. She was ready for the adventure. <laughs> but we're so lucky to have her joining in on Daughters of the Road podcast to share her story um, and provide tons of motivation for us all. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm blessed and honored, so I'm grateful that we get to share this space together and talk and discuss all the things. Yes. <laughs> me too. Yes. All right. So uh, we... It's funny because we immediately welcomed you in to this writing group, basically. And we were like, oh, yeah, she's coming to ride. No worries. And we never even asked you. It's funny because we've gone on so many adventures, but we never asked you why you even started writing. Yeah, you like just <laughs> jumped in. It was like no questions asked. It was like I met you at the table when you were signing paperwork for yeah. your, your motorcycle. And then I was just like, that girl's cool. I want to <laughs> hang out with her. And then like we just instant, like it was instantly like a bond and like that's awesome but we never ever asked your story so when people even asked me i was like i feel like i know margo pretty well and we've shared like a lot of experiences but that's a damn good question i i don't know so yeah. why did you start writing so i've had some friends that have written over the years and i've always be be interested i'm always curious and i was like man it seems so freeing it seems so connecting with the outside or connecting with the present I mean, road, obviously, but just the nature around you. And I was like, man, like, I really want to ride. And I think the first time I kind of got maybe like a parallel to that was in 2019 before the CrossFit Games competing as a team. We went out to some friends and they had like um, the water skiers or water ski. Jet skis. Jet skis. There we go. I clearly <laughs> missed that. <laughs> Jet skis. And so we're out there and these people have become really good friends of mine. And we went out there and I was on the jet ski and I was going like super slow at first, like 20 miles an hour. And they're like, Margo, you need to go faster. I was like, bro, I don't know, but this feels amazing. I just had this like shit eating grin, <laughs> crap eating grin, excuse me. Okay, we cuss on here. <laughs> okay, good. Because I have a sailor mouth, so let me know if I need to tuck it in. Um, but I just had this like huge shit eating grin on my face. I was like, this is amazing. I was like, if this is what's riding, like what it's like to feel like and be on a motorcycle, I was like, I need one immediately. Like this is just... I just literally, it's like one of those, you see those like cartoons, the dogs, like their happy face. I was like, that's what I felt like. And I was like, all right, if this is what it feels like on here, I need to get a bike. And so that just kind of lingered inside of me. That wasn't the first time I'd, again, like I've had friends for years that have ridden. I was like, I really want to ride. I really want to ride. I just taking that step and like 
taking the course or signing up for it and you know not knowing the first step or wondering what do I need to do to get there and so when that was again 2019 so when I came back I was like all right what would be the next steps to eventually get there and then looking up the courses looking at the classes and I would go into Red Rock Harley and I just like look around at bikes I'm like oh these are pretty I'm like oh these jackets <laughs> these and I just kind of perused and I shopped for a while and then I can't remember specifically when, but I was like, you know, what? I really want to do this. And I was like talking to Alex for a while. I was like, I really just want to sign up. But I was kind of hesitant waiting. I was like, you know what? F it. Let's just, just do it. I'll sign up. Just take the course and go from there. And when I took the course, it was April of 2021. And I remember getting on the bike and I was like, oh man, like I'm a little, I'm a little scared. I'm a little nervous. Cause like this thing's underneath me. And it's like to have that control and yes, I'm strong. And yes, I feel comfortable lifting weights and doing whatever I need to do physically, but it's like now it's a little different. And so I think there was a hesitation of being a little nervous, a little hesitant. But for me, I was talking to a friend earlier about this. I was like, I've always had the attitude. It's like, if I'm going to do something, I'm just going to throw myself into it, like in a positive way. I'm going like, to sign up. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try. And if I don't like it, if I don't do it, then at least I'll know. But I knew that I was like, I know I'm going to like this. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to love this. And after that course, I was like, all right, cool. Like now I need to get a bike. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's, that's the cool thing. Like, I love that you just propel yourself forward. Like you don't, you don't hold yourself back and take like tiny bits of steps. You're like, let's go, let's yeah. run it. Let's go bitches. Yes. <laughs> I love that. And that's the, I wanted to bring that into the next question is that most women start out thinking small, right? They think I'm going to get on a Honda rebel yeah. or a street 500 and they make this investment, but before you know it, they're ready for the next thing. Yeah. So, what in your mind did you wire to be able to say, hey, I'm going to go get this Lowrider S. This is going to be my first bike. <laughs> yeah, why so did you good. choose that bike? It's funny because I was looking at bikes probably for like months before I even signed up for the class. I'm like, ooh, what bike would I want to get? Like I went through, I think I talked to a lot of friends that rode as well. One of my friends, um, Dan Bailey, he actually had a motorcycle and he'd come out to visit, I want to say in 2019, 2018. And I've had friends that rode Indians and Harleys and I was just like, wasn't sure. And so people would suggest or say, hey, you know, um, you should check out the kind of variety of bikes. Maybe start with a, a smaller bike like the 883 or like the Street Bob. And I was kind of looking at different options and I was like, oh man, like I was kind of talking to people and people were like, oh no, it's like, you're not, the sports are too small, the 883 is too small, you're not growing. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, and I get people that are have ridden for a while like and I get that now I understand that now because it's like you've ridden you're like all right you're gonna want a bigger bike and so when I was test riding them out I was like oh man like I don't know I wasn't sure and I think I I don't think I even test test rode the 883 I think I went straight to like the street bob because like that's really cool I liked the higher the higher like handlebars I liked the shape of it I liked the design of it and it was funny because I was looking at bikes there was these two older ladies older ladies I want to say I don't even know how old they were, maybe like 50s, but they looked so badass. They had like their traps on, their vests on. I was like, man, these ladies are amazing. I don't look like that when I'm 50. I want to be like that when I'm 50. But she was telling me, she's like, oh, I love the street bob, like just all about it. And then the other one was like, I really love the fat bob. So I was like, all right, well, maybe the fat bob. But I was like looking at all these, the bikes and I was like, I, I don't know, man. Like I kind of like the little rider S. I like the look of it. I like the feel of it. And after testing the right, test writing it out, I was like, I think it just, it it resonated with me and it was funny because I think I was talking, um, I can't remember who I was talking to, but I was talking to someone about like, you know, in terms of the bike, like the the Street Bob has a little more maybe kick in the beginning, but then it kind of settles out. But then with the low rider S, it's a little maybe smoother in the beginning, but then it can like, you can really open it up on the road. I was like, well, maybe that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just connected with that somehow. And so that's where I made the decision. I was like, all right, 
that'll be the bike. And I think if it was, if it, I think it maybe felt a little big in the first beginning kind of steps, but I was like, all I know will grow into it. And now I'm like, this is amazing. I love it. It's perfect. And I know we talked about like, oh, the ST. And I was like, oh man, I kind of want to make this bike my bike before I get anything else. But it's like, I know I eventually want a road bike so I can travel and go long distance. Not that I can't with this, but I know there's a lot more like your bike. Like there's so much more that I want to do, but I, I kind of want to make my bike my home in a way where I, I want to change the saddlebars. I want to add a fairing. I want to add a windshield. I want to like change. I want to get heated grips because the winters here are cold as balls. That's the first thing I did, <laughs> mind you. <laughs> so yeah, that's the first thing that I asked about. But unfortunately, I guess with all like the production stuff, um, we weren't able to get me heated grips yet. Yeah, I heard they're back ordered. That's what I heard. I was like, so in the very near future, I'll be adding that. Yeah, to we my should list. just get on the waiting list. Yeah, we definitely need those. I should. <laughs> Highly recommend. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's after awesome. that track writing day, my hands were frozen. Oh my gosh. So talk about that a little <laughs> bit. So I love how you jumped into riding motorcycles like super fast. You didn't like, you took of course some practice laps, I'm sure around your neighborhood or whatever like you did to prepare yourself. But you were so excited to learn more. Like you signed up right away for the track training day that Red Rock Harley throws. Mm -hmm. And I remember you being the first year, like you, you hadn't even been riding a year and you were out there on the track. Yeah, I think I remember when I signed up, I was like, all right, I, I think I, this was a hesitant point because I didn't want to buy a bike. I think until I did like the extra, the like the advanced training, I knew I wanted to take more classes, even if it was like a one on one with one of the instructors. I was really hesitant to buy because I was like, well, I, I feel like I need to just get more experience under my belt before I actually continue forward. But it was kind of like, all right, well, are you going to do it? Or are you just going to say it? Like, are you just going to actually <laughs> talk about it or actually take action? So, <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I was like, well, F it. I'm just going to get it and sign up. And then, so I was like, I had the bike. I just, I would literally ride around like my little kind of housing area and then I'd ride to Red Rock. And it's like, I, this was like the middle of summer and I'm wearing this big ass jacket with like protector. I'm like sweating my balls off and I'm like, all right, it's really hot. But I'm like, again, I'm new. I'm like, I don't like what if something happens. I was just being super cautionary. And again, it's like more, more practice specifically Red Rock. I didn't want to go down on the streets or anything down like Sahara, Sahara, however you say it, uh, <laughs> Charleston. I just wanted to kind of avoid that. So I just got more practice, but I was like, all right, if I want to become a better writer, I know I need to put myself in an environment that's going to get me outside of my comfort zone. So when I saw that track training day in 21, I was like, all right, I got to do it. I signed it up and I was a little nervous and like did not have the right gloves. My hands were frozen, had summer gloves, but I was like, I'm here. I'm going to learn. I'm going to get better. And it was night and day from when I went there to when I left, I was like, everyone should do this no matter how much experience obviously i get you want to be comfortable going but i mean the speeds weren't super crazy because we're on the track but the instructors were incredible you guys red rock harley was incredible because it just essentially you take it to what, whatever speed you want your level that you're at and i think for me it's like i wanted to push that level a little bit more because like the only way i'm gonna get that envelope to open is to be like not be resistance but give some resistance or give some push to it so I actually can get better. And it was incredible. And I was like, I told everyone after, afterwards, I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I signed up for this. I was like, you should sign up for it. You should sign up for it. You should sign up for it too. <laughs> you know, and it's, I, I had the opportunity. Luckily, no one, someone did not show. And I had the opportunity again. You guys opened that door for me again to be able to go again this year. And it was incredible. Like just learning more and even being there from the first year to the second year. Learned even more, becoming a better rider, learning how to move, and then talking about how to learn to ride in the rain. Because that's something I was like, man, I've never really rode in the rain, so we had a little bit of that experience. Because we can't control the weather, you know, we right. can't anticipate that. But it was good because it's like, all right, that's another notch in my belt. And then riding home again, downpouring, I'm like, that's another notch in my belt that I can now say I experience. I know these riding boots I'm wearing right now are not the riding boots <laughs> I should wear in the rain. But again, the the message, whether it's riding 
or learning to ride or anything else. It's like you have to put yourself in an uncomfortable environment or an environment that you're maybe not 100% sure with to grow and evolve. And of course, that's relative to everyone. My uncomfortable environment is different than everybody else. But I'm also the type of person that's not afraid to put myself there. And I think that sometimes people maybe aren't ready for that. And I 100% understand maybe you need someone to hold your hand or someone by your side to do that. And that's totally fine. But I think it's really important to say, hey, like if you are willing to push yourself and you are comfortable doing that, like take that step. Because once you get through that door, once you get after that step, it will so be worth it. And it's sometimes hard to realize that when you're in the midst of it. Absolutely. Oh my and gosh. I love how you continue to to train, like like you do in everything you do. I being alongside doing life with you, like you work at everything. Like you don't take anything like, oh, I've got this. Like I can handle that. You always like put your you you train hard. Mm-hmm. I've trained physically in the gym with you. Yeah. But um, just everything you do, you do it to the best of your abilities. And I've, I've noticed like in motorcycling specific, like people get their endorsement and it's like, okay, cool. I'm like the best rider in town now. And I'm like, no, bro, like that takes time. Like I feel like even for me and Kristen, I don't know if for you too, but whenever I take a training class or I do an advanced class or riding anything or I get an opportunity just to experience a different riding environment, mm-hmm. like I always take that because you can always learn something. None of, we're not 100%. perfect at everything, right? And we've got to train for it. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's really important because like that mentality of thinking or knowing, like, all right, I'm the best, I have everything I think I need or might need it's like it's that point that pivotal point that it's going to be you're going to be humbled because it's like it's not and I think that's where we're constantly growing and we're going to have growth as individuals in any aspect we do of saying hey I may not be the best but I'm going to get there and it's something I use a lot in training mentality wise was like all right I may not be where I want to be or where I'm at but I know that I'm going there I'm getting there I'm putting the work and effort and it's the road to that goal whatever it is or that role to the aspiration is never a straight line it's never linear it's upwards, it's backwards, it's down, it's off of a mountain a couple times. I mean, not in a bad way. <laughs> not Are you referring to the chest plant that Kristen um, endorsed while we were on our, our dirt bike trip? I'm so glad I had that chest plate. Yes, I'm so glad too. And that brings me to my next point. I really wanted to know. So, yes, she took a tumble via dirt bike. <laughs> and oh, it was my a fault. Handful. No. It was my fault because. I took a tumble (laughs) right in front of her and she was trying, she like turned the corner and saw me in the distance, like down. And she was like, fuck. So like grabbed a a front brake and went flying. So, um, props to you for keeping it together. And she kept going because this was like the very start of the pass, mind you. Yeah. We just Um, climbed a bit. We were actually on an incline. We were coming back off the, the, the backside of it and, like Kristen's ahead, she's leading, and I got to the very back to make sure we were all good. Make sure I didn't get left behind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. And she, when I saw her fall, I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I know she's tough, but shit, that hurt me. Yes. Like, so I like put the bike to the side and like ran down the hill, and I'm like picking up the bike. I'm like, are you okay? Are you okay? She's like, is the bike okay? Is the bike okay? Did I do anything to the bike? Is the bike the bike? And I'm like, <laughs> and we're like, who no. cares about the bike? Are you okay? And I'm like, ha ha. So, <laughs> that scares the shit out of me because your line of work, she she's a she's a personal trainer, she's an elite athlete, she competes all the time. How does motorcycling fit in that life? Like was there any like hesitation for your line of work because if you get hurt, you're out of work. You make this business your business. So yeah. How does that work? So I've there's been hesitation from Alex and that like being careful and being aware not just from the aspect of 
hurting myself, but he's saw, seen a different side of it mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, seeing people come in from crashes and et cetera. So he's seen a different aspect where it's like, hey, just be careful. And I, I get that 100%. Like, no, my priority is that I know also that things cannot be, you can't always predict or make sure everything doesn't happen if you don't want it. That makes sense. Yes. Um, so for me, it's like, all right, just be super safe, be super cautionary. But it's like, at the same time, I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to stop living life because of that. And I think that's always been a mentality of mine. Um, and of course, you're going to make saf- sacrifices at a certain point in your life. Like when I was competing for the CrossFit Games, I said no to like ice skating. I said no to snowboarding. I said no to so many things going out on weekends or doing certain things because that was my goal. I really wanted to qualify and make it to the games and then year after year continue to qualify again. And so I had to say no to a lot of things, but that was a decision that I made. That's like, all right, I'm okay with that. And then as the years went on, I was like, man, like I've put a lot of things kind of to the side or on hold for competing and nothing's wrong with that because that was a decision I made. But now I'm moving to a space where like I'm getting a little bit, maybe a little bit older, but there's still things that I want to do. It's like, all right, I really want to ride. I really want to do all these things that I haven't done. I really want to go snowboarding after it's been like 11, 12 years now. And I know I'll still go out there and do it. I just, you know, need to get a board and boots and whatever, rent it out and go with friends. We but got you. We'll, we'll make that happen. <laughs> um, but I think for me, it's like looking back at all those scenarios, it's like, all right, there are things that can happen. Like there is no way to predict them or to kind of keep it at like, hey, like that's not going to happen. It's like we have no control that like life will happen. And I think for me, it's like, all right, I love being on a bike. I love these adventures. And even though it can be a little crazy and unexpected, it's like, I want to embrace that. It's like things will happen or won't happen as they should. And and some people can, will debate that and say, you know, whatever they want to say. But I just think from my personal experiences and going through experiences that I've had that, you know, we cannot control, we not, we cannot be the God of our, of our life. Sometimes there's things that will be unexpectedly happen, but at the same time, I can at least try to make the most of every single day and every single moment that I have. And sometimes that involves different experiences and I'm 100% fine with that. And so it is, yeah, if something happens and I, you know, luckily I don't crash, knock on wood, um, but if something happens and I, you know, put myself in a situation where I'm not able to do that, I was like, I'll figure it out, I'll, I'll adjust around it, I'll, I'll maneuver around it. And I think that's just where like, sometimes I'm being like silly putty and you have to mold yourself and you have to be dynamic and fluid like water. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Do you <laughs> I feel, love that. Yeah. Do you feel like there was any specific moment where you you shifted into that mindset? Like, was it after the CrossFit Games? That's a good question. I think I've always been dynamic in the sense where I'm always going to, like, I always want to try different things. I was always, I've always wanted to, like, experiment and try a little bit of everything just to say, hey, I've done it. And I think competing for something so long, putting such a big block of time to just one thing, I think that pushed me in the opposite realm where kind of like the pendulum swings the other way where it's mm-hmm. like, all right, I did focus on X for so long and I did make that a priority and that was great, but now I kind of want to move into these other aspects of exploring or doing different stuff. Like I want to do all these other activities that maybe I haven't had the opportunity or ventures or travels or places I want to go. And I think that's maybe kind of encouraged a little bit more of that recently yet now. Yes. Yeah. I love that for you. Thank and you. I'm especially excited because you keep bringing up that you want to go on like long adventures and then put saddlebags on your bike. And I'm like, oh, hold up. So that means we need to plan some cross-country trips. Am yes. I right? Yes. Yeah. Least, I would love to do Sturges. that. At least Sturges. Yes. Come to I, Sturges that's something like I, would, I would love to do. I would love to like go to Sturges and like get the full experience and ride and pack everything. And like I'll probably need bigger saddlebags or I need like an extra bag in the back. But uh, we can get that done. That's not yeah. big deal, right? We can help you with the packing. There's plenty of different <laughs> options. And as you can tell, like me and Kristen take one pair of pants. Like when we first started riding, it was – I had – 
a mound. Like I had a sissy bar, but it was like stacked to the top, bags full. <laughs> I if Mitch is watching, um, Mitch, it was so funny. She invited me to ride to Sturges with her. Like she was going out to. Um, do some stuff for Moto Fam, and I was like, "Heck yeah! Like I'd love that opportunity." So it was so funny. They're coming from California. I'm coming. You know, I'm, they're we're, they're meeting me in Vegas, and then we're going out to Utah. We get to Utah, and we're at the first stop, and they had been riding from California all day. Mitch has like a bag on the back of her bike. Okay, oh my god, a bag. Like she did have some stuff in the truck that was um, coming behind her with all this stuff for her to set up. But yeah. um, it was so funny because she was like, "Brandy." How many pairs of shoes are in there? And I was like, I had, I had four pairs of shoes four? for a trip to Sturges. Why I needed four pairs of shoes, I have no idea. But believe me, like when we I first started riding, I don't know if you did, Kristen, but my my bags were like loaded. In all actuality, you will need a pair of pants, you know, a few couple clean shoes. shirts, especially if you're going to an event. You know, you're gonna want to support that event, so you're yeah. gonna buy a shirt. So for sure, that's a good so point. You got uh, clean underwear and some socks. You, it'll all work out. <laughs> yeah, dude. I I mean, I packed up a Sportster for my first trip from Florida to Sturgis. Um, I was a teenager, so yeah, I wanted. I, I didn't even. It's a whole other story. <laughs> a whole other story. But basically, yes, I overpacked for a Sportster, <laughs> and um, it's funny because every time I had to get something, I would have to dig through this like mounds of bag. layers and i'm like you know what cutting this out all my other trips i started par packing smarter i started mm -hmm. learning all these things and actually we started like a little amazon list that we're going to keep on um contributing to because Ooh. there are some useful little like tidbits of information of like you should probably pack in these cubes like yeah. compress them I there's all that. sorts of things that um we do to pack lighter yeah. and um yeah it makes a world of difference I could, I could totally benefit from that because I'm a huge overpacker. Like, I'd rather have extra just in case. And I think when we went to Temecula, I was like, man, like, okay, I got to, like, minimize. I, like, I, I only brought boots, the boots I have, and then I had, I think, my slippers, just, like, flip-flops. And then a couple items of clothes, maybe an extra pair of pants or a shirt that maybe I didn't need, but then, like, my toiletries. I was like, my toiletries, my face cream is essential. <laughs> my body lotion is essential. <laughs> but it was, like, it was good because it's, like, you had to literally fit those two things, everything in the saddle packs. And it actually worked out pretty well. But that was such a awesome and unique, cool experience to be able to go down there and ride with everyone and do that. And I want to do more of that. So I, for sure, that's, like, bucket list. Like, I want to travel more. I want to do more campouts. Like, I want to do... Um, I think it was like the dirt, babes in the dirt or the babes, that, and that's more dirt bike riding, but like all those other campus, like I want to do more of that because one, I want to meet more people in the community of riding, but I also want to like explore and check out. And I think, and I think, I don't know how you guys feel about as you get older, I think maybe you are start to realize like time is maybe not necessarily on your side. Not that you don't think that when you're younger, but I think when you're younger, you're like, oh, I'm kind of invincible. I have all this stuff and all this time. But then as you get older, you're like, mm, you have maybe more obligations or more things you're committing to. So it's like, what can I create in my space? What can I carve time out for? Or what can I say no to something so that I can say yes to something else? So oh, I'm yeah. trying to say more yes to things that I can go and explore and enjoy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like Brandy maybe has the same kind of philosophy. It's that we wake up every day not knowing if we have another chance. And mm -hmm. for that, idea itself we feel like we have to give it 100 percent. we have to be at 100 miles per hour getting giving all of ourselves to everything we want to the people that are in our lives to the projects that we have yeah and 
for like I don't know if you feel the same way but like yeah every day where it's it's like you're granted an opportunity yeah. instead of you're just given like instead of like you just wake up and it's oh it's another fucking day yeah like no, it's day. yeah, yeah. yeah. I 100% agree and I think that's that mindset for me shifted a little bit more when my sister passed and I was a little more cognizant aware of it. it's like every day is not guaranteed next week next month and I tell those people to a lot and I might be repetitive for those that are listening but it, it is so precious and I think not not saying you have to experience something like that to understand that and appreciate that, but I think as you shift your mindset or you start to take a different approach, you're like, all right, awesome, I'm alive, I'm breathing. And I think also perspective of like, I remind myself sometimes where I'm like, man, if I'm really stressed with like filming or projects or programming or all these things that I need to do, I'm like, man, I sometimes catch myself like, oh, I'm kind of being negative and I'm like, I don't want to do this. Or I'm like, I'm exhausted. I've just filmed like eight videos and I still need to film two more. It's like, you know what? people halfway around the world are more concerned with having a house or having a roof over the head or they're worried about the food or they have clothes they've been wearing for the past 12 years. They don't have closed toed shoes. They have slippers or they're walking barefoot. And I know that may be kind of extreme. And of course, there's lots of shades of gray in there. But I think it's really important to like remind myself of that perspective. And my sister had a great mentality like, you know, I'm not, you know, every day is not guaranteed. Make the most of everything. And I think I've really tried to absorb that when she passed and try to really embody that and also live it. And it's like, I catch myself, I think, as we go down this path of life, we can get into these rivets or like, oh man, like this and that. And it's like, all right, yes, that's that's something to acknowledge, but then take a step back and all right, cool. Like I'm grateful and thankful for my eyes that can function. I'm grateful and thankful for my body to function so that I can ride a bike, so that I can clean a barbell, so that I can, can climb up the stairs. Cause then you put perspective and you're like, man, I see people. And I remember I was in California recently in this, elderly couple not super elderly maybe their 60s 70s but she was having assistance needing to get up she was really have to hold onto the rail her husband was helping her up there and i was like man like just to be able to have the strength in your legs to climb stairs or climb up pair of stairs whether that's stairs in your house or stairs on the beach whatever and it's like man like i'm blessed and thankful for what i have but then reminding myself every single day and sharing that with people it's like and we can, that 100 miles an hour, I totally get it. And sometimes you might feel like you crash and burn. I know we talked about this recently oh, yeah. too. Like <laughs> if you don't take that time to reset for self-care and that self-care could be whatever it is. But if you don't take that time, you will hit a point where like you will, you know, crash in your bed and sleep for 12 hours. And it was just interesting because I was listening to the podcast with Joe Rogan and um, David Goggins. And he was talking about, Joe was telling David, like, you know, where's the time you're always constantly going? Like, do you ever take breaks or vacations? He's like, no, he's like, I have my, I think he called him his mental r mindset or these mental breaks. And he's like, if I'm driving in the car, it's a mental break. If I'm eating, it's a mental break. So instead of being on your phone while you're eating, you know, take a moment just to sit and stare and eat your food. Or if you're driving, I was like, man, that, I need to incorporate that because it's like, you get so busy and you have so many things to do. I feel like I catch myself not getting everything done in the day and it just rolls over the next day so it's like there's no reset i'm like all right if i can just take if i'm driving obviously you're aware in the car and you're driving you're cognizant but take a mental mindset break to like disconnect for a second or just decompress so then you can approach wherever you're going with a, a fresh head in a way if that makes sense and yeah. that's where motorcycles come in yes folks. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> touche to that yeah. <laughs> but that makes sense because yeah. like i remember like i'm i go so fast like i always have this communication line that communication line. i've always got like so many like ha things spinning yeah. and um lately i've just been like time like time is important like that's all we have you know truly mm -hmm. is time and it can go away really fast you so, can't get it back yeah so um being aware like in the car that makes sense i i had an accident in my truck i think like 
I think almost two years ago during AIM Expo, um, one of the companies that Twisted Roads actually asked uh, if we could drop off some stuff and pick up some stuff for him. No problem. I went to pick it up and I was so hyper-focused on um, everything going around, everything at the dealership, getting to them on time. And this car made like a, a right turn in a, like a non-turning lane or something. But the guy in front of me like just slammed on his brakes. But because I had so much going on, I didn't have time to like, oh shit, I do need to hit my brakes. Like, back there you know so it's cool like thank you for that reminder like to take that moment when we're driving in the car and just being aware and being present yeah yeah that's a good mental break place i didn't think about it being in the car yeah Yeah. in the car especially (laughs) but i mean you have to be even 10 times more aware on the bike oh yeah on the bike i don't think about anything else it's constantly like that guy's gonna hit me that guy's gonna hit me that guy is definitely not paying attention you're cool you're cool (laughs) you might kill me yeah Yeah. but that's how i I love that like on the motorcycle that's the way like that's my escape yeah like i always tell everybody i'm gonna go run away it's either to a hot spring in the middle of nowhere or a freaking caught in the middle of nowhere but on the motorcycle always elevates that experience and i think I can't remember who posted it. Some you posted, I think, or you posted it, and it was just about get, I think you posted about getting on the bike and going out. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's what I need!" Like to be able to disconnect and just go on for a ride, even if it's like a short ten-minute ride or mm-hmm. twenty-minute ride, thirty-minute ride, whatever. But being able to just disconnect and clear your mind. And I've told people. I just told a friend today. It's like when you're on the bike, you are outside. You're not encapsulated in this object or car. Like thing that's moving at x mile miles per hour you're on the bike but you see everything so it's like you have to be so focused and so present but at the same time you're letting everything else that's on your mind go away because it's like you're there and i think it's such a good reset i'm like i think that's where i'm like this like like this little monster on me that's climbing on top of me like pushing me down I'm like all right cool like i gotta get that monster off me and the way to do that is to go for a ride and just be able to like be in nature and feel the wind even if it's cool like feel that wind on you it's something so different that whether you're on a jet ski or a motorcycle, whatever it is, like you feel that wind, you feel that presence and you just, it's like this release. And I think people have it and they find it different ways. The friend I was speaking, I was talking with today, he was saying that when he goes out and hikes, like when he was hiking, like that was his kind of release where it's like, man, I'm grounding myself. I'm getting outside in nature. I'm like, that's awesome because that I think being outside in nature and grounding yourself, whatever it is, whatever allows you to reconnect or disconnect is so huge. And however you find that, tap into that and utilize that when you feel overwhelmed or stressed or feel like you need to disconnect, like engage in that, embrace that and use that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that we kind of want to tap into further down the road. One of the dreams we have for Daughters of the Road is to actually go on trips, like long curated trips, um, like a week or so or two weeks, however long we, we managed to plan that. But along the way, Cause we're, we're those dirt bags where we want to, well, I am, <laughs> want to camp out, be around a campfire. Brandy loves being around a campfire, but Me too. yeah. And to also incorporate experiences where we learn about mindset. We have people that come in from, um, therapy offices and talk about PTSD, how mm-hmm. to overcome things. Um, kind of like grow, going back into the science of it and then, um, harping on like maybe using your hands and kind of disconnecting from the other thoughts you have uh doing a metal shaping class or a smith uh silversmith class one of our friends did that but incorporating that along the way so somebody either comes in for that night in that campground or something and we work on something i love that Um, yeah doing something like that where it disengages you from all the either negative self-beliefs you have 
the things that are weighing on you that you mm -hmm. need to get done, you know, you kind of, it's not an escape. It's more of a redirection, right? So yeah. it's like you, you get to redirect for that small amount of time with these people and learn something, build your confidence. Um, and I don't know, just grow and grow. learn, like yeah. connect people 100%. to be their best version of themselves. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what we're going to get from the tours, and that's something in the works. And yeah. That's awesome. The and way I, things are going. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what's coming underneath or what's coming next. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important because I think it makes me think of kind of reconnecting to, like, who we are as humans. Like, you think of, like, tens of thousands of years ago or a couple hundred thousand years ago, what we were as humans and what we did. Like, we worked with our hands. Mm -hmm. We're integrative. Like, we didn't have all this technology. And, of course, there's benefits to technology, benefits to everything that we have. But if we can pull ourselves back to like painting or creating or doing some sort of pottery or, you know, being a little bit more focused on the mental aspect or the mindset training, I think that's huge. And I talk to people all the time, like mindset training and the mindset component of exercise and fitness or even nutrition and health is so much more important. I feel like it has a little more, more weight than the physical aspect. Yes, you can be physically strong, but if you tell yourself that you suck and you tell yourself you have this negative mindset and you're down on yourself, that is going to have a huge impact into other things. And we were just talking about the other day in terms of having that mental mindset, sh mindset shift, but having those physical attributions of whether it's doing yoga, whether it's creating, starting a fire, like that's like, oh man, I created fire. I'm like a caveman. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all these different things. It's like to be, feel for you guys to be able to bring that together and feature that and offer that. And I think that's huge because I feel like there's so many women, men, people out there that would like leap towards that i know i would i'm like where do i sign up yeah when's, when's the first one because that's kind of like what we do anyways when we go out like with our like small groups like when we went to the campfire like how crazy was it that we pulled up into a cave that had kindling already that we were able to make a fire we made breakfast or lunch or made dinner soup. <laughs> yeah we made dinner like in the middle of nowhere we literally had backpacks on did you guys yeah. Really, like yeah i still am mind blown that we jumped on i'm sure people do it all the time i'm sure there's a bunch of people out there but we had no idea what we were doing. The sun was coming down. We literally put our backpack. We're unloading bikes, and the sun is literally like, I'm we like, better go. Bye, sun, <laughs> bye. I'm like, crap, where am I going to take us? Like, I know this area a little bit, but not well enough to like be like, this is where we need to be. And we came, we stumbled upon this amazing cave that I couldn't be more grateful for because we talked it was life. Perfect. We talked life. We like helped each other and like things that we were going through in life at that moment. Mm -hmm. We made that fire. We had a wonderful dinner. And then the best part, we all slept in the same tent. Let me mind you, that was a two-person tent. Yep. And we were like this. <laughs> Just cuddled up. But I was so, I felt so protected because I knew that you were on the right side of me, you were on the left side of me, and we were all three there to take care of one another. And sure. whether it had been an animal or some person, the hills have eyes, we were going to be all right. <laughs> Yes, yeah. absolutely. I agree. Yeah, and and speaking on that, like you are tough, and we feel <laughs> we definitely feel protected around you. I mean, <laughs> Margot comes swinging. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's go. Check on them shoulders, though. <laughs> <laughs> She's all oh, these. This yeah. way. This way. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but like I want to know, like. Do you struggle with limiting beliefs? Like, I, I know everybody, I feel like everybody does, right? I mean, there are there are thoughts in your head where you're going through, like, do you go through exercises? Do you go through, the, uh, go on the bike where you're like, oh, I can't do this. But how do you, how do you actionably think in your mind, I can do this? Is it just that simple thing? It's tough because I just spoke to someone about this recently in terms of like that mindset of like thinking you can and cannot do. And I'm like, sometimes I, I don't know, but I don't even give myself that mindset. And the perfect example is when we were dirt bike riding up that mountain. There was points where I was like, 
Oh shit, man. I was like, I don't know. I was like, there's points where I was like, I've, I mean, this is my first time riding the dirt bikes. Well, I mean, when we went out to the campfire, I was like, this is like, oh, so, so, so shaky. I was like, I don't, don't fall. I was like, but I was like, I try not to tell myself like, don't, or like, I'm not going to be able to do this, or I'm not going to get through that. Cause our mind just says, kind of starts to go down this like negative spin. And so I think I've learned over the years, it's like, all right, even if I have those thoughts, cause we're all human. I think we'll have those, like I had those like, shit, am I going to make it up this mountain? Like, don't puss out, Margo. Like, you suck it up and do it. But at the same time, being realistic, it's like I had those thoughts were there. And it's kind of like um, like on the outskirts, right? You think of like if you're climbing up this hill and you have this road and you have like the drop there where you're like, all right, you can go off either side. But like you're aware of it. It's there, but you don't focus on that. Because it's like if I focus on that, then I'm starting to put my attention there. I'm going to start to think, oh, okay, I'm going to fall more. I'm going to crash more. Oh, there's that edge right there. Like, don't go there. But then I'm looking at it and thinking about it. And so those thoughts were there and present, but I think I, again, I had to push them to the side. And even though they were kind of on the peripheral, I was like, all right, I can do this. I'm going to make it through it. And then when we got to the top, I was like, oh, okay, hmm. made it to the top. And so I think that's just one example, but I think I do have those at moments, but I think I try to push them to the side, and especially with training with CrossFit competition. Like one of the worst movements, one of my hardest movements, and still to this day is challenging, but I still do it because... I should get better um, or strict handstand pushups or deficit handstand pushups. And it's like, as much as I would be negative, I'm like, I can do this. I'll get better. And even if that better came in like years later, I knew that it was going to come. And it's tough because I think we all have those around us. It's like, you think of kind of like the good angel and the bad angel on our, on our shoulders. Like we all have those people kind of talking to us or our, our, it's our own mind talking to us in different aspects, but it's like, all right, we can acknowledge them, but then put them to the side and focus as much as you can on something else or something that's more positive. And it is, it's difficult. We all struggle with it. But I think the more we start to focus on the positive, the more we can look at there, the more likely you're going to go to that path. Think of it like a rivet in a road, like where a wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow is. After a while, you have this rivet and it's just easier and easier to follow in that. That can be a good connotation or a bad connotation. It's like, oh, I fall into this bad habit. It's going to be hard to get out. But if you start to continuously, all right, this is the path I'm going to create myself. This is how I'm going to think. This is my mindset. It'll eventually come, but it takes repetitions. It takes years. And just like you practice a deadlift or just like you go on more rides with your bike, it takes that mindset training of journaling or thinking. And it takes time. And it's hard because on my fitness app, I have a community group chat. And I, I, we had these two challenges past two months. And I had, we have two mindset training days, usually on the weekend. But for a lot of people, those mindset training days are the hardest because it's easy to go to the gym and work out and do that. For some people, the mindset to like reflect on yourself and say, all right, what am I doing? How am I being accountable to myself? How can I help myself be better? Those are the hard parts, but it's getting through that nitty gritty and taking time to do that that will help you get better. But again, it takes repetition. Yeah. Train, train, train is what you're telling us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not just physically, but like mentally yeah, too. Mentally, yeah, mentally. You've got to prepare yourself for that. Yeah. And yeah. It, it will become easier. It will. It's just, it's hard. It, it takes time. And just like I tell myself, like when I got on the bike, I'm like, man, like, is this ever, am I ever going to feel more comfortable? And I, it did. I got more comfortable. I'm like, all right, I'm wearing a tank top. I'm wearing a crop top. Not a full big ass jacket. <laughs> I'll never forget like the, one of the first times I think you followed Kristen and I. And it was funny because something, I always, I don't know why I do this now. Used to, I would always be in the front because everybody would be like, you have to lead, you have to lead. So I'd always jump in the front and I would lead. Um, but now, like, I don't know, after a few years and writing, I I didn't ride in a big group. Like with when we had started the Sin City Motogirls, we rode with all kinds of people, all experience levels. It was crazy. Like it was a madhouse. And I was like, okay, we need to, we need to educate people and we need to send people to riding academies. We need to... Um, send them to advanced writing classes and group training classes because it can be dangerous. Mm -hmm. But now that like I'm not 
in that environment. And the reason being is because for, with Sin City Motor Girls, we didn't do anything when 2020 happened. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of older people in the community and it was just too risky. So we didn't do as many events or gatherings. So I started riding more with like just a smaller group. And when I started riding in a smaller group, like I got to the back and I always just got to the back because one, I wasn't being told I had to lead. And two, like I love watching everybody like i love making That's sure awesome. everybody's okay i i always want to know like if somebody needs to pull out of the pack because something's like they're scared with something with their bike or anything like i want to be able to do that and if i'm in the front or in the middle of the pack it's harder and it could be distracting to other people in the pack mm -hmm. so i always just get to the back and watch but where was i going with this i don't know i get to the back because <laughs> i go way too fast yeah i mean i do but <laughs> But wait, what so were the, we really? Oh, I literally the, lost that. Oh, we were, we're talking about talking? the first time we went riding. Oh, yeah. Uh, the first time. See, that's yeah. where we were at. Um, it's my brain. It goes faster than my mouth. Squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were riding, and I was, Kristen was leading. You were in the middle, and I was in the back. And Kristen, of course, Kristen rides Kristen's ride. Like, Kristen goes. <laughs> Is that super fast? Yeah. You got, she was probably running, we were probably going like 85, maybe 90. We might have gone 90 a couple of times. I go 90 everywhere. Yeah. 95, whatever. Yeah. Sorry, but you cops. were like right there. Like, you were right. But I literally had the biggest shit-eating grin. When we got done riding, I don't know. I know I called I think you. we were going to your house. Yes. We were, yeah, we're trying to go to your, I think, I, think was, I remember that, yeah. And all I could do was smile in my helmet. Like, my cheeks hurt so bad after that ride because I was like, fucking go. I'm yes. Like, to be honest, in that moment, I completely forgot that you were a new rider. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> in my defense, I typically do like to push people. I'm one of those people, like, if I was a personal training coach, which I am totally not, but if I was... I would be the person that's like, go, go, go. Do a thousand burpees. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, me, I'd be like, um, do you want me to hold your hand? Yeah, no, that's where I feel like that's a good balance is that, you know, I'm that kind of person that pushes you out of your limits constantly. Yeah. And then, you know, she's there to like pick you back up and welcome you in and make sure you're comfortable. And that's a good balance. I love that. I do Because I'm not, I'm not that... Yeah, but no, that yeah, that was a for sure good push because I was like, man, I don't want to slow them down, but I was like, man, she's going fast. I was like, well, I better keep up. <laughs> you did no, great. You did, you did so phenomenal. It and was, I, do you feel like that made you a better? For sure, writer? I think that made me for sure being like, all right, I can handle this, and I think getting more comfortable because the first time. <laughs> The first time I went on the freeway for a ride was with my neighbor. And he's like, don't worry, I'll go slow, like 65. I was like, okay. And I'm pretty sure he was like hauling 80. And I'm like going like 70. I was like, oh my God, this is so fast. Holy <laughs> shit. That's awesome. <laughs> and I was like, well, again, I don't want to slow him down because we were meeting one of his friends at Henderson. And we were going to go like do like the Lake Mead ride. And I was like, man, just like a little bit faster, Margo, a little bit faster. But it was like holding on for dear life. And I was like, I need to like relax my forearms. I was just right now, I was like, like relax my forearms. But doing that with you, I was like, all right. I, it got me out of my comfort zone and like I, I can handle it and again being very safe and aware it's like knowing what I'm capable of and I think that's where knowing your limits like don't just go balls to the walls right, right. like especially like again if you're using the parallel training like knowing how to scale back like you got a push hold like that threshold you need like that high intensity is beneficial but knowing that threshold knowing what's relative so it's like it was for me it was good to get me out of that zone I'm like all right I'm more comfortable I'm more comfortable and then I think when we went to uh perump for that the event i was like i think i pulled 100 that i was like i think michelle was in front because michelle was in front and i was like yeah. man she's hauling balls right now michelle does right but, she, but i was like all right keep up and i was like i'm going 100 i was like and i was kind of like yeah I'm 
but I was like, I'm not going to tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. But always remember, like, I'm a big proponent of this is to ride your own ride. Yes. 100%. Always. If you don't feel comfortable doing that, don't fucking do it. And exactly. I'm not going to tell you otherwise. So, yeah, I, I always I always tell people that, if, you know, if I see you going 60, either I'm, A, I know something's wrong or B, I'm going to slow down to let you catch up. Yeah. But then I'm going to push you a little <laughs> bit more again. Yeah, you know, exactly. like, you know, I'll, I'll start to learn that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I totally always say that ride your own ride. I yep. say that every time, like, especially with the community rides, like we're starting those back up. And mm-hmm. um, we did one for the January one or not January. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first of the year, right? Yeah. <laughs> New Year's Day. <laughs> we did a ride that day. And I was like, I was like, okay, I need to be better at like telling people like, hey, we're going to ride in staggered formation. Hey, we're going to do, we're going to do this and we're going to stop here and da, 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 da. Like I need yeah. to be better at like doing that part. But um, I always like, I'm always like, man, people should just know, like ride your own ride. And I'm like, no, yeah. I need to actually say that because it, you will, there's people that try to keep up and then it gets crazy um, Cindy would always make me laugh. You guys know Cindy, mm-hmm. um, the body temple, but she, um, <laughs> she would always ride her own ride. I'm like, can you just speed up? <laughs> but she was the definition of ride your own ride. Cause yeah. I would, it didn't matter like how fast I was riding or any of the girls in the group were riding me, Cindy, Lindsay, Malik, like all of us rode pretty, pretty hard. Like we were always riding very, very hard. And Cindy would always be in the back and just be like, I'm having fun That's totally on her fine. sportster that she yeah. refused to get rid of. Yeah, <laughs> that's totally fine. Yeah, yeah, I think that's important to remember for sure. Yeah. So, Margaret, who are your influences, whether that be in fitness or in motorcycling or just life in general? Who were your biggest influences? Well, I say for motorcycles, for you guys, for sure, like being oh. able to see other ladies and yeah. just see what you guys have done and like created your own life and literally like ride your own ride but also do life and do you how you want to do it and I think that's so inspiring because even though I've only known you guys for like I was trying to remember I was like maybe two years if that like I feel like I've known you my entire lives and I think that's kind of speaks to what you're talking about earlier about you meet these individuals and you meet these peer people and you just connect and it's like you're able to share stories and pick up literally like the next conversation if even if that was like three months before or a week before or whatever it is. And so seeing you guys within that motorcycle realm has just been so inspiring and so awesome. The community has been so incredible. And then being able to meet all these other women and build these relationships. And I think once you get to see people and you go riding, you realize it's a very tight-knit community and it's just good people and good energy. And it's like, uh, obviously, like when Mama T's son passed, which was super sad, being able to come in and go support her, but also see so many people come in and support her as well. It's like, there are these so many good people around there. It's like, I'm so honored and blessed. I'm so glad I found you guys and found these amazing people. I'm like, I would just want to experience more of that with life. Mm. So you guys have been a huge inspiration, a huge like light for me in that realm. And so I'm super grateful for that. Um, in terms of influences in life, I think my sister for sure had a big impact. I think she for sure made an impact at such a young age too. Like she passed away at 20. I was 22. My other sister was 18. And so being young and seeing that and being kind of have my form, my not my life made for me, but having an aspect or having a situation like that unravel, it really tried to shift my perspective and say, all right, what can I do to maybe still continue life, but also honor her? And I know she's no longer here, but she would want me to still continue life and not dwell in the past and kind of not continue on because of that. And so she's been a big inspiration to continue forward. And I think it's like a reminder for myself. It's like, all right, if I'm struggling, if I'm going through something hard, or I feel like this is the end of the road for me or hey do I decide to close this door I decide to close this chapter do I continue on she's kind of a reminder it's like all right like 
I have this opportunity. If it doesn't work out, that's fine. But if I at least I give it 110%, I give everything I have, and if it doesn't work out, then that's fine. I can continue to move on. But if I leave a foot back or I don't give it all, then that's maybe where I'm like, all right, now I need to maybe adjust how I'm looking at things. And so she's been kind of a huge aspect of inspiration. And it's tough because I've had people ask me like, oh, who do you look up to or who do you... I've never really thought about that, that that stuff. I know my mom has been a huge inspiration also in terms of toughness and mental strength because what she went through of like she lost her best friend, then she lost her dad, and then she lost her daughter, Chirsten, and then she lost like one of her good cousins um, right after that. And it was like, man, she just lost like all these people in her life. And to continue, continue forward, I think be strong for myself and my sister, that was something that she really did to kind of, keep going i think it was very struggle very of a big struggle for her and very hard but it was inspiring to see her to kill still continue to like have this kind of outside perspective even though maybe she was hurting on the inside to still be strong for us as her her daughter daughters um so that's been a kind of a huge inspiration it's like all right now it's like i want to be able to help my mom and give back to her and i think she's at a point now where it's she's trying to figure out what she wants and where she wants to go and what she wants to do so it's like now it's kind of like paint it back to her in a way like full circle so and it's tough because I feel like some people are like oh man I look up to x or I look up to y and I'm like that's great I've never really like and I don't know if I, I'm just weird I'm cut from a different cloth I just I think my sister's been a huge impact and then meeting people like you guys have been a huge impact and also people along the way I think having the experiences meeting different people um obviously Alex has been a few huge influence in my life and then all the people that I've met along the way in terms of sharing their stories or having these opportunities um, has just been a huge blessing. So it's, I think I've tried to take from every scenario. I was like, all right, what can I learn and what can I pivot from? And I think something that keeps popping in my mind, and I don't know if it's because one of the photos I sent with you guys, but having the experience to go on the Titan Games and have that experience, but also being able to talk with The Rock and share our unfortunate stories of losing someone close to us. I think that's something where, where you get to bond with someone and just having a conversation with him about that in regards to like what it's like to lose someone, even in the context when you don't anticipate, you can't plan for it, but how do you evolve? How do you continue forward with all the things on your plate? And just having that conversation and continued conversations with him is just, again, it's another aspect. It's like we're all, when it comes down to it, no matter who we are and what avenue or how much attention we have or what spotlight we have on us, we're all human and we should treat others how we want to be treated. And if someone's going to not treat, you know, the janitor with the same respect to the CEO, it's like, why would you not do that? Like, everyone has a good soul. And I always think about this sometimes when I see people who are like, they disregard people. They don't even say thank you. I'm like, no, give thank you to everyone because they are someone that's just as deserving as that. Thank you as is someone else. Just because someone has this high position or high notoriety doesn't mean they deserve it more better than someone else that's, you know, maybe cleaning the toilets or taking out the trash. Like, they're amazing and and it shows that their hard work and ethic that they're doing day in day out is almost more impressive than other aspects so i kind of went on a tangent there but (laughs) i I have squirrel brain too (laughs) i think that's why we relate exactly (laughs) i know that's why we relate but that that makes me think of something from this weekend um chris and i had the opportunity to go to the meekum show and um be with um Mike Wolf. Yeah. Mike. Letitia Klein yes, invited Let- us. I know Letitia invited yes. us. But Mike, her um her boyfriend. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. Officially now. I know. I'm like, I don't know. On this podcast. On that. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I don't know what we uh, I don't know where that is. But Partner. anyways. Partner. But watching him interact with like the public and I didn't I'm I'm not a big T V watcher. I don't and, and I mean I don't watch T V. it's very rare if I do. It's like an adventure show or like Matt's off-road recovery. Like it's yeah. something like that. It's something on YouTube that 
I enjoy like four wheeling, but anyways, um, watching him interact with people, I didn't realize like what, how, how well known he is. And literally we didn't walk five feet without him being like pulled. And the way that he handled like people, I was so like, wow. Like I, if I ever was in a big spot like that, I hope that I'm as good as him. Like Mm -hmm. he just acknowledged and interacted, engaged, uh, Chip Foose too. We got to Mm -hmm. sit at the table with Chip Foose and, I didn't realize like how amazing he is, but sitting at the table and inter- get, getting the opportunity to like actually interact with them and see how engaged they are mm-hmm. and how much they wanted to know about like what we were doing. I'm like, why would a CEO care about, I'm not saying we're janitors, but we're like that dynamic. Yeah. It's like it's, a different position. Yeah. Position. But he, that's what I love. I love that even in this space, we get to bring people on like you. I mean, you're obviously a huge influence, but there's people that don't even have an Instagram that we want to bring on yeah. because they have stories to tell. They have life 100%. experiences to share and everybody can learn from everybody. Yeah. I agree. And he just like put that like on the plate right there. Like it's, mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, that's freaking awesome because that's, that, that takes a lot out of you to have people constantly like being like, Hey, can I get a picture? Hey, can I get your autograph? Hey, I watch your Energy, show. Like, yeah. I'm like, wow. Like he literally was right there and he was like, yes. Yes. That's awesome. Like, but it speaks that, to his character. It shows who it, he truly genuine genuinely is. Yes. And that's so important. I've never really had I don't have an, an idol. Like I don't have anybody I have a lot of people that influence me yeah. that yeah. I am so grateful for, but like you, we must be cut from a different cloth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I mean we get inspiration from everybody we meet. That's the beautiful thing. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. So Margo, what do you have coming up? Do you have uh, anything within the media future, five to ten <laughs> years up down the road? Like what do you got going on? Uh, it's tough because like I remember thinking like five to ten years. I'm like, man, like five to ten years, it's a long time ahead. And it's right. tough because I think there's a lot of things that I would like to achieve and like work towards. Um, I mean, immediately if I'm looking like the immediate future, I'm training for American Ninja Warrior. That's yeah, like, big announcement. I have the opportunity again. I applied in 2019 and got selected. My my run didn't air, but I had this opportunity again. I was like, man, like I really want to train. I want to become better and try to make it further along. So that's kind of an immediate thing. Um, I the production company is the same one that did it in 2019, and also the Titan Game. So it's it's cool because getting to talk to them, it's like I you made these relationships and connections with people. So that was awesome. But um, I have that upcoming. But I think in the the near future, the five to ten year goals or aspirations of what I'd like to do, I'd like to continue to grow my wine label and wine brand. I'd like to continue to grow my fitness app and help influence people and help people with their fitness journeys and make an impact on their life because I know how fitness kind of helped save me through a hard point in my life. And if I can hopefully inspire others or uplift people that are struggling at some point in their life, if I can hopefully have fitness be that realm for them, that'd be awesome. So I'd love to continue to do that. Um, I'd love to be able to share and highlight other people and bring other women and other individuals, men, all people to be able to share their story. Cause I feel like just like what you guys are doing, highlighting these individuals that have these amazing stories and showcasing what they're doing would be great. I'd love to be able to have a fitness studio and wine bar so that we can work hard and wind down. That's obviously my motto. Um, but showcasing how, you know, you train the gym, how you recover, how you relax, how you enjoy life and, you know, what's something that you can do 
that all relates to all people and that's all different but if i can have a place that culminates all that with fitness and with wine that'd be great and then even past that long again long long-term goal i'd love to be able to have like a community center of some sort that could bring in other avenues or aspects of life people of all walks of life that could help provide educational content whether that's about agricultural whether that's about business whether it's about mechanics whether it's about um, mindset training physical training all this stuff because i know not everyone has the resources or ability to do that to be able to have a place that can offer training or offer educational resources to maybe underprivileged people or underprivileged individuals that don't have that, that would be great. And I love for Vegas to be the hub of that. Again, this is like probably like 10, 15 year goal aspirations. Obviously that requires a lot of capital and resources, but to be able to do that would be great. And of course, there's a lot of things sprinkled in there. Like I'm going to be doing the modern hunter course with Sig Sauer in June. Uh, to learn how to hunt is going to be so exciting. Like I took, I did the hunter games last year with them and yeah. that was phenomenal, but be able to learn more to, to understand, Hey, I want to be able to like, like hunt my own meat mm-hmm. and be able to provide myself. How can I prepare myself more in other facets that would be beneficial for myself, but also highlighting that what SIG is doing and sharing that with people. And then of course, like learning how to become a better shooter and all this other stuff. I know I can like ramble on and on and on, on but yeah. that's kind of like in a nutshell, small yeah. nutshell. Yes. <laughs> that I'm trying to work towards. Yes. And of course, more long, more cycle rides, um, being able to add more things to my bike. I talked to Maggie and her boyfriend and they're like, hey, we have a fairing and a windshield that maybe I was like, I'll totally come over and check it out. Yes. <laughs> yes. You but, definitely yeah. look post Sturges. I literally wanted to put my bike on a trailer. I looked at and when we were in Sturges because I didn't have when I got the low rider, I didn't have anything on it. It was naked. Bare. Like, bare. And I rode all the way to Sturges. And on the way home, I told Dustin, I was like, I am going to buy a trailer. Like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not riding this motorcycle back. And I've got a, um, a thank you, Memphis Shades. Um, they were like, I, they reached out and we interact, we talked and they were like, oh, hold on. Let me see if we have product at this place. And they were trying to get a windshield for me to get home with. That's like, awesome. It was really awesome. So shouty. Yeah. <laughs> Memphis yeah. Shades were getting me home safe. Community <laughs> coming through. Yes. Exactly. 100%. Yes. So you heard it. She's got tons of things going on. Um, you can follow her on Celeste by MA, right? That's yeah, how you for sp- the fitness spell app, it yeah. for the fitness app. Um, the Goat Wine is her winery, wine company. Um, 321 Go. Um, it's up here on her name tag. You can follow okay. that on Instagram, TikTok, all the jazz. Um, she's got a YouTube channel. Everything is it's all just so much incredible things incredible things you've got going on and seriously we appreciate you so much for taking this time to come on and share your stories with us and hang out with us all the time because we steal you as much as we can 100 yeah also you guys we want to say thank you to red rock harley red rock harley's where you got started with your motorcycle journey shout out to you guys for sure that has been amazing and I'm, I think back to the days where I'd go in there and just like walk around and be like, ooh, one day I'll have a bike. One day I'll have a bike. <laughs> and now that one day is now. So yes. I'm, yeah, shout out to you guys and shout out to Red Rock Harley. I appreciate all the support. They just amazing community. And I think um, for those that are interested in wanting to learn, I've had people reach out a lot like, oh, I'm look, interested in learning how to ride or I'm interested in learning how to shoot. I'm like, do it. I will encourage you. I will support you. I will, sh- I may not be the person to, to teach you, but I can show and share who you need to go to. Um, and it's just an amazing place. And of course the service department, somebody in the service department was asking who is the best person in the service department. And I didn't ask that, <laughs> but I know the answer. But I know who's the best person at Red Rock Harley. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Yes. <laughs> we have a, we have a freaking phenomenal team. Um, everybody works really hard and I'm very 
grateful to be part of the Red Rock Harley Davidson team. Um, I love doing marketing for them. In fact, I'm going to plug them right now because Mm -hmm. we have a rad ride coming up this weekend. It's the Chili Buns Run. It's about 165 miles round trip, um, leaving the dealership, ending at the dealership. And we've already got like our pre-registration. We um, cap that at 200 because we do ride pins. We're at 140 people. So it's going to be an amazing weekend. So it's supposed to be great weather. The ride's going to be great. Like, all the stops are really fun. Um, We do ride the ride. We make sure that it's not anything crazy where we're going to put you in the middle of the 15 right now because the 15's completely jacked. If you're in Las Vegas, you know this. Yeah, avoid Um, that. Avoid it at all. So we actually rerouted and changed some things up because um, we want everybody to have a great experience. And that's one of the things that I'm very um, grateful for is we create an experience like no other dealership, I feel. And I feel like um, our team actually holds everybody to those standards. Yeah. So. So what time is that? What day? And how do they sign up? So you can uh, sign up online uh, on Eventbrite. We have the link in bio at Red Rock Harley. Or you can also uh, uh, sign up in the store. So you can see anybody at any cash register. And you're going to save the Eventbrite fees if you just paid at the dealership. And that's going to be on Saturday. Registration starts at 8 a.m. And uh, you just need to be back to the dealership by the scheduled times on the flyer, okay? (laughs) We have people that get so upset. And I'm like, there's a reason we put times because at the end of the day, we want to be able to score cards and figure out who's won. So the timelines, I cannot stress them enough. Please try to check in before the the check the check-in times are over and be back to the dealership. It's not a race. We give you more than enough time to do 165 miles. So yeah, that's um, awesome. plenty of time for you to ride that ride, enjoy it, um, mix and mingle with friends, but just be very aware of the times because yeah, I feel like that's the biggest complaint we got. And I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm, we, we've done this for a reason, guys. Help us out. Yeah, <laughs> Teamwork. So we look forward to seeing you at Red Rock Harley Davidson for the Chili Buns Run on Saturday at 8 a.m. Yeah. So follow Red Rock Harley, follow 321 Go, follow <laughs> Daughters of the Road. Um, we're on all sorts of things. If you go to any one of those, you, I'm sure you'll find us. But um, I want to say thank you again, Margot, of course. Thank for you coming guys. on. Like, we really admire you for your passion, your grit, and most importantly, your heart. And I feel like everybody took away, I hope, I'm sure. Everybody took away a golden nugget from you. And for that, we thank you. Yes, I thank you thank guys. You. Thank you both, ladies. Yeah. I love you. I love you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you.